Elmo is standing next to Cookie Monster and is like, I want to be there. And Cookie Monster is like, well, you're here. And he's like, no, I want to be there. And so Cookie Monster says, okay, go over to Big Bird. And so he runs to Big Bird. And he's like, am I there? And Big Bird says, no, you're here. And Elmo's like, but I want to be there. And Big Bird says, well, you're here. And so this goes on. He goes back and forth, running back and forth, back and forth. Am I there? 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 No. You're here. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right, Tara, we are here together and I'm so, so excited. You are this magical, mystical medicine woman, and you just have such an amazing energy and light around you. I know that when I first met you, when you walked into our friend Jody's house and I saw you, I was like, oh, I love this woman. Like I gave over, came over and just gave you a hug. Like, I don't even think I introduced myself. I just hugged you and I knew that I needed you in my life. So I'm so excited to have you on the full out podcast. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear your wisdom, hear your light, hear all of the things that you get to share today, because I know that you are going to inspire them. You're going to activate them. And I don't even know what kind of magic is about to happen, but I just want to say <laughs> thank you for being here. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. It's such a honor to be with you and to feel your vibration and the joy that you bring. Um, I felt the same way when I remember I said, I said, I just love you. I just have love for you. Just come <laughs> over here. Let's, let's just be sisters. Let's, let's know each other. It was so fun. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I like to start the podcast by asking everyone, what does it mean to you to live your life full out? Mm. In full integrity in mind, body, and spirit, to be an orator for the frequency of love and connection, um, to really stand as tall and as wide and to fill up as much space as I need to fill out, and also to be small if I need to be small and just the entire breadth of my existence is full out. Um, to really, to really capture the, the bliss of life and to revel in it in the smallest moments as well as the greatest moments. Um, to live every moment as if it's it's going to inform the next moment and the next moment and the next moment so that it's just endless possibilities. Oh, that is so beautiful. 
I'm already just mesmerized by the sound of your voice. And I'm really excited. I know we're going to talk about your podcast later, but I'm so excited that you get to put a podcast out into the world because we need to hear you. And this is so exciting. So you are a spiritual guide. You're a spiritual teacher. What you just said was like, so there. And I know that so many listeners are gonna be like, yeah, but Tara, how do I get there? Like right now I'm running around after my children. I've got, you know, five jobs. I'm working to make money. I'm working on my relationship. I feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I'm living in a pandemic. Where do I start to come back to myself? How do I start to come back to myself and to follow, you know, follow the light? How, what do I do? Where do I start? Mm. That's such a good question. That's the question that I have been asking my entire life. So the breath is really important. Taking two minutes to breathe, to set a timer and just breathe and feel the breath, feel the breath coming in and out of your body. And allowing for the pause and for your perfection to come through. So knowing that you're exactly perfect, exactly where you are, if you are running around, you know, in complete chaos, or if you're in a bath or wherever you are, it's exactly where you need to be because that's where you are. So allowing yourself to just trust in the process, trust in this perfect moment. Um, for me, Gratitude is key. In the morning before anything else, have that time, you know, take that little bit of time for yourself and just say what you're grateful for. And it can just be, I'm grateful that these pillows are soft. I'm grateful that this bed is holding me. <laughs> like I'm grateful that the sun is is up again, you know, and that. I get to live this life and I get to have these children and I get to be with this particular person. Now, have you always felt like this? Have you always been at this point and stage and phase in your life? Like, how did you get here? Can you oh take us God. back? Can you, can you give us like a, Ooh. I mean, I know you've got some crazy <laughs> stories. Can you give us the overview of like what made Tara Tara? Because how do you have this amazing advice? It has to be life experience. Yeah, it's bringing tears to my eyes that you're asking me. Um, it was through so much self-hatred and pain and sadness and thinking I didn't want to be on in this planet, on this planet, in this world, in this body, hating my body really hating myself for so long and self-destruction and hurting myself and just, you know, thinking I'd always be somebody that would be miserable. And there was a point where I couldn't do enough drugs. I couldn't be in enough drama. I couldn't be in enough like chaos and I realized there's something else. There must be something else. So I started a process of slowing down and it was glacial. <laughs> it was very small. This is not 
one day I'm a complete hot mess of self-destruction and self-hatred and all of the vices <laughs> to um, thinking the fucking pillow. No, <laughs> like it's taken time and it's taken just, just trust in something. And that's what it was. There was trust in something and trust that there was something else. So trust that, I could have moments of peace. And if I had to fight for it, if I had to hang on with every last bit, I knew that there was something through all of that sadness and all that pain and all that rejection and all that loneliness. Because what happened is that I found myself, I became my own best friend. I chose myself over and over and over. And still to this day, I continue to choose myself. Even when it's, it's rough, I still choose. Mm. Yes, yes, and yes. And can you speak just a little bit more into, like, I want to give the listeners a little bit more tangible um, understanding of when you say, when you talk about loneliness, when you talk about self-hatred, can you, can you share a little bit more specifics like about your story? Are you open to that? Of course. Yeah. Specifics is I started doing hard drugs when I was 16 and then just continued to be in a whirlwind of that. Um, with aggression and violence coming out. My mother got me arrested when I was 16. I went into a, a, like a, like, a, I don't exactly know what it was. It was, it's, it was called family house. So it was basically a place for kids in foster care, kids in trouble with the law. And it was just a basic continual world of that and then got hard into heroin and hard drugs and hard relationships and hard energies and abusive relationships. Um, and then ended up getting into more <laughs> abusive relationships. And at that time that I was in like one of the biggest abusive relationship, I was working in a domestic violence shelter. I'm just going to tell you the moment where I like made the, the big shift is I was working in a domestic violence shelter and I was also working in a homeless shelter for teenagers. And so I was like the, the mentor and the guide helping them through all the time, just like hanging on and in this really sociopathic relationship where my partner was literally gaslighting me and, you know, just saying, just saying, said, said that I couldn't be abusing them because I was taller than them <laughs> and all kinds of bizarreness. And, um, and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to get out and I was stuck and I was just stuck. I didn't have the confidence. And also my partner was a hypnotist and a dog trainer and a complete wackadoo and had a history of hardcore abuse. So 
she was bringing this incredible um, frequency of violence just in every moment. And so there was one moment where I didn't know what to do. And I came home one day and she had moved in a woman that she was seeing who was this 19 year old girl that she was using as the dog training helper, but then they were having an affair and <laughs> it was very bizarre. And we were trying to figure out how to work around that. And she, instead of having her leave, she just had her stay in a tent in the back. <laughs> it was, it was, it was insane. It would make anybody absolutely crazy. And I was trying to have the relationship work out, but it was, you know, it was just so confusing. And I had watched that movie Fight Club. And there was a point where something just clicked in my head that I was just like, I feel like I'm just getting bashed all the time. And it was a violent relationship as well. It was, uh, it was abusive, but she would never do anything that would leave marks marks it was emotionally abusive it was emotionally torture and um and I needed to have the proof that I was in so much pain so I got home one day and I looked to my left and here's this this little happy girl that is sleeping with my my girlfriend at the time and then her standing in front of me and I just can't move. And so I start hitting myself in the face multiple times. I start punching myself in the eyes and the lips and the neck all over my body. And I just look at her and this is how dramatic I was. I was like, you're doing this to me <laughs> and just completely smashed myself and gave myself a bloody lip and a black eye. And then had to go to the domestic violence shelter and tell them that I fell on some ice. So my integrity, my sense of self, my sense of well-being, my sense of everything was just completely you know, there was nothing there. I wasn't accountable to myself. I didn't know myself. I wasn't, you know, that was just like, that was it. And so my supervisor said, what's going on, Tara? And I tried to make some excuses. And then I started crying. And I said, I think I need to leave. And the next day, I moved to Los Angeles. Wow. Wow. I so appreciate you for sharing this and acknowledge you for sharing all of this because my experience of you is of this like lightened guru, like magic healer. And this is such a great lesson for me. And I think for everyone that while we may see, you know, a version of someone, this is like their chapter 50 and we don't know what their chapter one was. And so sometimes becoming this better version of ourselves is intimidating because we see other people that are further along than us. And we're like, how could we ever get to that level? But you sharing your experience for me and for the listeners is so um, inspiring because being able to see your 
your struggle and your, and then also to see where you are, who you up as now, it, I think it provides so much, much hope. So A, and then B, one of the spiritual practices or things that you dove into as you knew you were ready to change, as you knew you were ready to start surrendering and start trusting, what, what did you start doing? You started getting grateful. What other things did you do? So I just want to say that for me moving to California to my spiritual awakening, there was definitely a crevice between that. Um, what actually got me to what actually got me to change my path was a guy. I fell in love and I wanted to be the person that he wanted me to be. And so I started a yoga practice and morning pages and changed my diet so that I was eating really healthy food and moving my body and I was, I started, I started the process of quitting smoking and not doing drugs, not drinking, all of that. I just, I just said, I'm going to let this go. The funny thing is, is that that guy broke my heart and I had to make a choice whether to go back into the path of self-destruction or continue my spiritual path. And that was the for real time because the whole time that I was getting in the groove of my practices and my own sense of accountability, I didn't know if it was for me. And so the universe had to rip this person from me so that I would know that it was me choosing so does that answer did you want more of like a concrete that's, like <laughs> no that's beautiful I I love that because I think that often we associate the relationships you know to sometimes like us changing in a negative way but I love that you highlight that this actually supported transformation in such a positive beautiful way for you and it opened the door and then even the way that you speak of the heartbreak is is the universe got to show you that you get to choose this for yourself. So I loved all of that. That was beautiful. I don't even know what I asked, but it was perfect. <laughs> that, and that, that switch, you know, took a while. That is not just overnight. I was miserable. I was angry. I was furious. I was wishing death upon everyone. And then when <laughs> to have the transformation of this moment right now, five years later, where I can say, oh, yeah, this happened for me, by me, with me, with my greatest, <laughs> my greatest, highest self in mind. And that this guy was my twin flame of resurrection. Mm. Mm. Talk about what twin flames are, twin flames versus soulmates. So this is a topic that I'm, I am just learning about. One of my teachers, my incredible teacher, Kai Carell, 
was speaking about twin flame and people think twin flame is the soulmate is like the, you're going to run off together. The sun is going to just set in the perfect moment and you're going to have 20 children and live a perfect life. The twin flame is actually your mirror and the mirror that you need in this exact moment. So if you have any shadow stuff that's coming out and you meet somebody that blows it up a little bit, lights it on fire a little bit. That's a twin flame. Um, someone that is, it's so compelling for you to be with them because there's so many synchronicities and the universe seems to be supporting this union. It is also the mirror of your psyche to show what you're not able to see or what you need to work on in order to become a more complete version of yourself. So the twin flame is, is a challenge. It is a challenge of seeing yourself, really. Because like, you know, when you see someone, if you're going to judge anybody about anything ever, that's you judging yourself. So when you have a person so close in your life that you are intimate with, that you're having sacred relation with, and they are showing you your parts of yourself, not just the, the shadow, but the incredible gifts and the incredible magic of you as well. So, so yeah, that it is, it is a definite adventure. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, can we, can you start to share, you say that you're a student mystery school. Can you speak into what that even means? What does that mean for someone who's like, Hey, like, I'm really cool. I'm into meditating. And like, I feel like I have spirit guides and I'm like open to my intuition. What are the mystery schools? What does that mean? How does someone who might be interested in expanding, expanding what they think is possible how do we even step into that world? Wow. I know, great, right? Just, I'm just going to like open the wide door and you get to go wherever you want with this. Yeah, you're incredible. You create the space for all to, to happen. It's really an incredible gift that you have. Um, so the mystery schools are the what has been in place for us to find ourselves again it is the schools of knowledge and frequency and vibration that have been happening since the beginning of time and they have been hidden underneath the patriarchy underneath the capitalism underneath the subjugation and the genocide of women, underneath the genocide of the indigenous, underneath the genocide of the plants, the animals, the earth. These are deep teachings that are inside of your bones, inside of your blood. They are codes that are written inside of you that with instruction and practice and 
incredible guides, you get to uncover them and find your mystery, the school inside of you that is going to teach you all of the magic. And I'm saying all of the magic. Does that, does that get, get it a little bit? I mean, my brain is like, cool. I think I know what you mean, but I think I have no idea. Got it. Okay. So how it was poetic though. It was beautiful. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go with you. I'm a flow with you. So, okay. When you're talking about finding the magic within you, finding these codes within you, what does that mean? Hmm. So, so let's talk about something like manifestation. So manifestation is inside all of us. And some of us can't use it because if we manifest, we will manifest things that will be really not useful. Um, manifestation is such a, full, complete um, step into integrity. So we manifest not for ourselves necessarily, manifest for the greatest cause, for the greatest experience of humanity. If it means you having a lot of money will be able to support the world and be able to support your family and your loved ones, then that will happen. But some people, that's, this is where like dark energies can come in too, is when people start wanting to work with these, these frequencies without understanding the gravity of them. So before you can even take the course of manifestation, you must take the course of self-love and awareness of, of the earth or of like your imprint on the earth. So the mysteries are hidden inside of the basic ways of being. And there's literal mystery schools. Like in Egypt, there are mystery schools where they were practicing how to combine their mind, body, and spirit so they can connect with other dimensions. You know, that's one kind of mystery. Um, Okay, am I getting anywhere? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You're good, you're good, you're good. Okay. This is great. Um, there's also, hmm, I just learned about something really cool today. I'll just say it. I don't know if it'll be useful, but that, you know, in religion with Christ being a, you know, ascetic man and not having a lover and not seeding, you know, that's a mystery, a mystery that there is this frequency of love and eroticism and sexuality and fatherhood that is, that is part of our system that because of certain elite groups, we're not, you know, the Vatican and other stuff. I don't know if going into religion is something, but, um, so, hmm. 
so let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. So other mysteries would be like symbols, like sacred geometry, symbols of um, the Ankh, symbols of the cross, symbols that we see all the time, the symbol of the eye. So they're around us and we can dive deeper into them once we feel the call. And that's what's so cool mm. about the mystery schools and about everything is that it's like you see something or you feel something and that creates the impetus for the step in another direction. Yes. Yeah. I believe I've experienced that on journey of me like, Ooh, I'm ready to step into this new level or I'm ready to step into that new level. I'm ready to read. I'm ready to rediscover or discover this thing in me, even though I don't really know what it is. I've always been drawn to this or that. How do you find the guides? How do you, the, is it something where you're like, I'm just open to, Hey, I want to learn my magic. I want to know my magic. I'm going to call in, you know, a spiritual guide, a spiritual teacher thing that you seek out. What is your thought on that? And how do you do that in a safe way? Well, there's no safe way. There's just a jumping in, a diving in. And our mistakes can, you know, bring us closer to our truth. Um, but I always say, put your hand on your belly. Start listening to yourself. Just slow down a little bit so that your body can start to communicate with you. Because I know that you see somebody or you hear something and you feel these I call them truth chills, or I feel something moves through my body. It's almost like being turned on a little bit and it happens. And then you're like, huh, what is that? And as we get more and more quiet inside and are able to, to feel into these, these energies, these emotions, these, these tinglings through our body, then we can use them to guide us. Mm. And then, and then off of that feeling of intuition, that feeling of the, the, the goosebumps, the spirit bumps, how do we connect to our spirit guides? How do we connect to that deeper level of trust? Connecting to your spirit guides is such an individual journey. Some people do it in the bath. Some people do it through food. Some people do it in ceremony. Some people do it by walking in nature. Some people do it by holding their baby. Some people do it by making love. Like the one thing to do is to say, hey, I'd love to connect with you and then see what happens because they're waiting. They're all, they're waiting. They're like, okay, whenever, whenever she wants to connect, we're here. We're just, you know, in the sidelines, we're rooting her on. We think she's amazing and wonderful. And I'm supporting every moment that's happening and watching by as she falls down and gets up and what, you know, all, all that we're waiting for is like, Hey, I'd like a little help. Hey, 
I'd like to know who you are. I'd like you to play a larger role in my life. Mm, That's so simple. And I love that. I mean, I think that's the everything. We overcomplicate everything. And just the simple act of asking and being open. I mean, I just see that connecting to every area of our lives, in our in our romantic relationships, in our businesses, in our self-care, in our in everything is is how do we make it simple? How do we just ask for what we want? Super simple. Keep it simple. Really, really simple. That's the way to go. And you will be so tickled and surprised of what is born from that simplicity. It is, um, you know, we like to make things very complicated and like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And it's going to be a prayer and this and this and this. And I have to read this and no, just, just touch your heart, go into your heart space and say, I'd like some help. I'd like to know who you are. Also, uh, all right. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Um, also, you know, we've really ruined the idea of prayer because of religion and because of just the, the rigidity and the obligation, but creating your own simple prayer, because that's what it is. Our words create reality. Our intentions create reality. They do. And all we have to do is just put some of that into, into a form. You know, I just found out that this is, this is fun, but um, that sound eventually becomes light. And when we're hearing sound, we're actually resonating with light. Oh, that is very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's octaves. It's really, it's really fun. And the octaves that the higher we go with sound, it becomes light. And when you resonate from a highest octave, octave, everything in between resonates and everything to the beginning resonates as well. Mm. So if you, if you hit a high A on a piano, all of the lower A's will resonate. That's so cool. That's so cool. I love that. I love it. Um, Can you speak more into ceremony? This is something we've never talked about on the podcast. And I don't know if you're open to giving us a brief guide. It's some questions I've um, received about it from my friends. I know that I'm super curious about it. Can you just speak into what ceremony is? How does it support people in opening up in becoming their truest version of themselves or most expansive version and um, just give us like a, a beginner's guide to what that is and what's possible for us. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, ceremony is a container, a container for people and souls to get together and share their medicine and share their experiences and use ritual, ancient, ancient ritual and techniques to dive into different states of consciousness. Um, 
the shamanic ceremonies, the cacao ceremonies, drumming. So it's basically gathering with people and having a similar intention, usually of healing, healing yourself, healing the planet, healing, healing, just a, a basic healing. <laughs> um, and it has been happening for since the beginning. This is how we have communicated this this is how we have grown this is the this is how we've we've been able to connect and evolve as a species mm -hmm. so if someone is interested in stepping into this where how, what do they do interested in stepping into ceremony or partaking yeah. in a ceremony partaking so are you saying logistically or how to prepare yourself emotionally? What, what area? Ooh, I was thinking logistically, like if one of our listeners is in New York city and she's like, I'm very intrigued by this, but I don't know anyone that's doing this. What do I do? Where do I go? Who do I find? Any thoughts? Well, you put it out in the universe, honestly. And then someone will say, Hey, we're, we're having a gathering and you'll be like, oh yeah, because that's how it works. Because the ceremony comes to you when you're ready, when you ask for it, the same as your guides. And so there's really, and, and the perfect ceremony will come to you, the one that you need. So sometimes when you're like searching, if you're like online or doing this other stuff, you're going to find something that might not be in total resonance. So ask in the universe and she will provide. Oh, Tara, I love and I hate that answer because me as the like perfectionist type A, like I want to get shit done. Like I want to get shit done. I want to make it happen and I want to do it. And I'll say on the other side of that is that I love this answer because that's exactly my experience. Like I remember putting it out into the universe saying, you know what? I think I'm ready for this. And I had texted a mentor of mine saying, hey, is your, you know, is your shaman working with new people and what's happening? And, and she wasn't at the time. And so I just kind of like let it sit out there. And literally within two to four weeks, I was presented with this opportunity and then presented with another opportunity to meet you. And it just, it totally happened beautifully and perfectly. Um, so I love that your answer is not what the normal like type A controller side of me would like. And also I honor it. <laughs> and I know that that answer for anyone listening is like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Um, but yes, it's totally how it happened for me. And I am cracking up. I love that. Um, I've said the word perfect a couple of times and you've said the word perfect a couple of times. And I have had an experience in supporting me in releasing the idea of perfectionism and yet at the same time owning I am perfect as I am. I know that this is a massive theme for everyone that I know is this idea of am I good enough Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I successful enough? Am I a good enough mom, good enough partner? Am I doing the right thing? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I okay? And we're seeing this perfect, whether it's from social media or media in general, or what we think perfect, what society has told us. Can you speak into 
how to support someone who is searching for that worth, searching for that feeling of value um, within themselves. Mm. So that feeling and unworthiness is coming up to point you in a direction. And so honoring that piece of you, rather than saying, get out of here, you're not wanted. It's about honoring that part of yourself as much as the part that believes she is worthy. Because if we don't give the time and space to the shadow pieces, then they'll just continue to come back and to continue to poke at us. So perfection is in presence, in being here right now, in this moment, listening to this podcast, and knowing this is exactly what I need to be, where I need to be, what I need to be, who I need to be, how I need to be, because this is who I am. There's a amazing teacher called Elmo. And this is from one of my greatest teachers. And Elmo and two of the other Sesame Street, let's say Oscar and Big Bird, are on opposite sides of the room. And Elmo is standing next to, let's say Cookie Monster and Big Bird, just because I love them both. Um, Elmo is standing next to Cookie Monster and is like, I want to be there. And Cookie Monster is like, well, you're here. And he's like, no, I want to be there. And so Cookie Monster says, okay, go over to Big Bird. And so he runs to Big Bird and he's like, am I there? And Big Bird says, no, you're here. And Elmo's like, but I want to be there. And Big Bird says, well, you're here. And so this goes on. He goes back and forth, running back and forth, back and forth. Am I there? 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 No, you're here. And that is perfection is knowing that you want to be there and also knowing that you are here and that you can want to be there and you can want to be here and you can be anywhere you are and that is fine. That's exactly what part of your evolution you are, you get to be in. I, my mind is blown in this moment. I'm just like soaking that one in right now. I mean, that's, Beautiful. That that was beautiful. That did it for me. That was yes. it. Yes. Let's thank Kai Carell, one of my greatest teachers. Thank you, Kai Carell. That was that was beautiful. That was so beautiful. And one one thing that I want to come back to is this is what you me with as well is is the idea of looking at the shadow. And I and I I was I don't remember exactly. Um, the ins and outs of it, but I was in this moment of like, of, of questioning my, my worthiness and these stories of loneliness and these stories of not enoughness and 
um, I was ready to let them go. And I, I had said something like, yeah, I'm just gonna like, let's burn it down. And you stopped me and you questioned and you said, what if you loved it? What if you loved that part of you? And that was, I get a chill right now because that was so transformational for me um, to not to have to fix it, to not to have to do anything about it, but just come back to love, come back to joy, come back to love, come back to, to being and being okay and being grateful. And those themes legit shifted so many things for me. And, and listeners have been listening. They know about my breakup. They know about my year of craziness last year. And like, that was such a pivotal moment for me moving into 2021 of being okay with it all and of loving all of it. Even if I can't fully embody that just yet, maybe I'll be able to embody it in a month, in a year, in 10 years, but starting the practice of loving all parts of it and coming from a space of love. So I want to thank you for that. It was massive for me. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing that work, for letting that in, for calling that in. Ooh, girl, I called in some healing that night we hung out. I was calling it in and I'm continuing to work on it. And this is one thing that I also love about you is that you say that you're a student like you're not fully saying you're, you are like the Oracle or you're this or you're that, but you are, you are a constant student. And I think that that is something that I strive to be without having realized it is that we all get to be students of ourselves, of life, of every facet of, of what human experience gets to be. And, um, and I want to thank you for example of, of being the the student that's just open, open for growth, open, open for evolution, open for um, miracles and magic. And it just, you, sh you shining in your light and in youth has allowed me to question mine and to say, okay, what do I get to step in? So I want to thank you and acknowledge you for that. Mm, thank you so much. I receive. I and you're going to teach me to receive. Like, I love that you Paul, you soak it in. So my friends listening to the podcast right now, you have a job to do today. When someone compliments you, instead of shutting it down, instead of saying, oh no, but you know, it's just like an old shirt or it's whatever you do to belittle it or to push it away. You get to receive, you get to like pause, put your hand on your heart and receive the compliment. That's your homework today. Mm -hmm. And Tara just reminded us of that. So thank you, That's Tara. a good one. That's a <laughs> super good one. Tara, can you, I know we're running out of time, but can you share with us the premise of your new podcast? What is your new podcast all about? Ah, hmm. oh, this is such an incredible moment of birth for this, for this project. It's called This Cosmic Life. And it is talking about how we are spiritual beings having a human experience and how they inform each other and all the, the messy and the magic and the ridiculousness and the expansion, the contraction that comes along with it. So it is anything and everything that is part of this, this human experience our bodies and our souls and our minds. I am going to be bringing in incredible teachers and musicians and experiences directly from ceremony 
where we are talking about our spiritual experiences and our challenges. Um, it's going to be able to encapsulate as much as I possibly can. It is not just about the words, but the frequency, how you will feel after you leave, after you shut the podcast off and go along your day, you will, you will feel parts of this still resonating within you. I want to bring in the magic and the mystic mystical. I want to bring in the magical and the mystical and the wildness of this experience. So I'm so excited. And if you guys have been listening, I mean, Tara's voice, like she literally, it just is like her voice and the sound of it. Like it makes me want to move and dance. It's this cadence and this resonance. And um, I know that I'm definitely going to be listening. So as soon as it's out, we're going to either link it in the show notes, or we're going to send you to her Instagram where she will also have it linked. So what is your Instagram? Where can people find you? Tara Samadhi. That's T-A-R-A-S-A-M-A-D-H-I. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll put that on the show notes. That's perfect. That's yeah, awesome. Tar- tar- we'll get it out there. And, um, and you just joined Clubhouse too, right? So you'll be speaking over on Clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I just joined Clubhouse and it's going to be more like little experts and more contemplations from this cosmic life. I I really want to talk about practices because that's a big piece that I'm exploring right now and the activation and alignment of our chakras and <laughs> all of these incredible tools to just come back to wholeness, just to remember uh, that we're already whole. I mean, we might need a podcast number two that is literally just tools and tips of um, that. Like, I'm like, oh, wait. That might be episode number two. <laughs> so good. So, Amazing. okay, last question. Last one for you. You're in an elevator and they look at you and they're like, Tara, how do I live my life full out? What do you tell them? Remember that you already are. Mm. Beautiful. Tara, thank you so much for being here. Guys, if you liked this episode, take a screenshot, share it with friends, put it on Instagram, tag me, tag Tara. And if you don't tag Tara, I'll tag her for you. Send this to someone who might need to hear it. We are so thankful and grateful for you. Have the best day ever. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.